0: Welcome back, everybody, to the OP Sports Podcast. In this episode, we are recapping the college football season, bowl games, and semifinals. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the show. Uh, ha- Happy New Year, two thousand twenty-one. Um, it's been a while since I last did my last episode. I think my last episode was like December twenty-third. So it's been been a couple weeks. Um, Hope you guys could have had a good holiday season. I know I did. Um, I was in, I also moved. I lived in Georgia and I lived back in Iowa. Iowa State fan for life, baby. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're going to be recapping bowl season. It was pretty fun bowl season. And the college football playoff semifinals, uh, they were kind of, I don't know, semifinals were kind of interesting. They were kind of blowouts on both sides, kind of. But um, we're going to be going over that. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. So we're gonna start off oh before I even say anything, I just wanna thank you guys for listening and if thank you guys for continuing to show support because um my episodes lately have been getting more listens, which is awesome. And I just wanna thank you guys for doing that. So we're gonna get started. Um I'm not going over all I'm going pretty much over all the Power Five bowl games. or some bowl games earlier and like this is like but. December twentieth. No, I'm not really. Those are like some lower games. I really can over that. Kind of go over the blockbuster games the bowl season, but we're gonna get started off with number sixteen. But BYU beats UCF. Uh, Bryce, oh, not Bryce Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson looks really good in this game. He improved his draft stock. Um, I believe as of now, January was today's date sixth. He has entered the NFL draft. Um, he, I think he might have a chance of being a first round, maybe first late round, first round pick, maybe early second, but yeah, he's in it. Uh, They had a good season, they only lost to Coastal Carolina overall, they had a good season. Um, Their season, they're independent, so their season kind of got screwed up because of COVID, they had to redo their whole schedule, but applaud them for able to get 10, 11 games in. And then number 19, Louisiana beats University of Texas, San Antonio, 31 to 24. Yeah and then basically the game well, is almost the game of the year for the group of 5 Liberty beats number 12 Coastal Carolina in overtime 37-34. Uh Liberty blocked Coastal Carolina's uh game tying field goal and I just want to congratulate Liberty on a great season. Woo. Uh they only had one loss. Uh Coastal Carolina. All your fans I've seen on Twitter your bar your ball stool Coastal Carolina. For saying that you could be Irish State. uh, shut up because you lost to Liberty. Uh, <laughs> unranked Liberty team and you're ranked number twelve. So yeah, um, Coastal Carolina. I mean, you had a good season. I mean, you say I want to say Coastal Carolina people have said that they beat a Power Five team, but they beat the worst team in the Big Twelve, Kansas. They went like zero and zero and nine. They didn't win a single game. So congratulations, you beat the worst team in the Big 12, probably in the FBS. You probably beat the worst team in the FBS. But whatever, um, Coastal Carolina, good job, but enjoy your fun because you probably won't be there next year. But then this is where the real bowls start. So the first one we have is the Cheez-It Bowl. That was between Oklahoma State and Miami. Oklahoma State beat number 18 Miami 37-34. They beat them by a field goal. Um, sadly, Derek King... Left this game in the second quarter. It was later confirmed that he tore his ACL. Tough for him, but uh, he announced this year that earlier that he will be returning for his senior year next year. So good for him. Hopefully, he can get back to um, full strength because he's kind of a fun dual threat quarterback to watch. In the Alamo Bowl, number twenty, Texas rolls Colorado fifty-five to twenty-three. Texas looked really good in this game, but a couple days after. Uh, Tom Herman was fired, the coach for Texas. Instead, they hired uh, Texas hired Steve Sarkisian. Um, I was kind of surprised by Tom Herman because um, his buyout was like was fifteen million, and I want to say his staff was another fourteen million. So they spent, uh, that's not right. His staff was like twenty, twenty two to twenty four million. I think somewhere it equals up to thirty nine million. They paid out. They bought bought out his uh his staff which is a lot of money. Hopefully probably Texas boosters paid that for him or I don't know how the school can financially afford that during these the covid times, but they did it. Uh Steve Sarkisian, he's the offensive coordinator at of Alabama. He will join Texas after they go to after the championship game that Alabama's playing in. But kind of surprising. Uh Steve Sarkeesian, he's a really offensive-minded guy. He's the offensive coordinator. Um the uh Texas defense has played really well in their last couple games, but um their offense, their offense is good, but I think it'll be even better with Steve Sarkisian. Um, Sam Alliger also announced on Twitter, I think, that he will be foregoing his senior his extra year, because everyone got an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. He'll be foregoing that and will enter the NFL draft. So, as an was State fan, it's kind of good to see him gone because he caused us problems. And, yeah, but uh, we're going to the next bowl, uh, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Wisconsin beat Wake Forest 42-38. to 38. Um, While celebrating, Wisconsin acc- accidentally broke the trophy. Um, their quarterback was in dancing in the locker room, and uh, he dropped it and it broke. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing. I don't know. I don't know if it's kind of embarrassing, but, like, it is kind of embarrassing. But I don't know. It's just a weird, I can't believe they broke the trophy, kind of weird kind of thing. Kind of weird there, and the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I believe this is New York Six game. This one, of the New. No, it's not New York Six foot game. Never mind. The Cotton Bowl, number six, Oklahoma destroys number seven Florida, fifty-five to twenty. Um. Before the game, Florida players were talking trash about Oklahoma on social media. Uh, I can't remember who, but um, someone said that Oklahoma was not in the SEC, so we're basically better than them. But you know, uh. Oklahoma absolutely beat him by 35. Uh, But if you're a Florida fan, you would say that half your players didn't play because uh, they wanted to skip it for the draft. But whatever, Kyle Trash still played. He threw, like, I want to say through two interceptions in the first quarter. He threw a pick six. So, um, yeah, you guys lost to LSU, and uh, you lost to the Cotton Bowl. And, yeah, that's kind of weird. Actually, it's called the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, which is ironic because the Goodyear – like, logo is a flying shoe. And if you remember Florida, uh, Marco Wilson threw a through LSU player's shoe when they played him a couple weeks ago. Kind of find that ironic how they're in the same bowl as a logo when it's a flying shoe. Kind of cool. And yeah, uh, Florida, we'll see how they are next year. Trash is probably gonna enter the draft, he's one of the highest in finalists. We'll see. Oklahoma will be really good next year. Spencer Rattler, they'll probably be top four, top three team next year, preseason. Yeah, but we're moving on to the armed forces bowl. Uh, Mississippi State beat number twenty four Tulsa twenty eight to twenty six. Um, this game was very very chippy. A lot of trash talking, and then after the game, this big fight broke out after the game. Uh, kind of weird. Um, I I don't know. I just, I don't think that's good for the sport. I will say Mike Leach, the coach from Mississippi State, was like, I mean, someone shot a video of him taking pictures with the fans while wow, his team was brawling with Tulsa team. Um I will say that's kind of unacceptable for college sports. You throughout this whole bowl like season, like teams have been like trash talking and very chippy the whole time and I just I don't think the refs did a good job of handling that. And I just don't I I don't know. I just I don't think that's good for the sport. Honestly. That's just me. Even if like I just feel like if you're a college athlete it's still not like I feel like for college alley, there's still like tr- some professionalism with it, even though you're not like in the NFL yet. There's still this be like professional athlete where you don't need to be actually like throwing hands at people. Cause some people, are, some dude actually got hurt. Some uh, on Twitter I saw this video. Like I want to say this Tulsa player actually like kind of limping off the field, but after it. But yeah, kind of bad. And then the Arizona Bowl, Ball State crushes number twenty two San, San Jose State, San Jose State, thirty four to thirteen. To uh San Jose was undefeated going into this game and they lost so their undefeated season is no longer and yeah and then Liberty Liberty Bowl West Virginia beats Army twenty four to twenty one. Uh, Army was up in this game at halftime they had kind of control but West Virginia got some explosive plays in the fourth quarter through a touchdown pass tick lead and they kind of held, held it from there with their good defense, and then in the Peach Bowl now we're in the New York six six Bowl was one New York Six Bulls, the Peach Bowl, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Number nine Georgia beats number eight Cincinnati twenty-four to twenty-one. Um, I will say Georgia did not deserve to win this game. Um, I don't know why, but I felt that Cincinnati was the Cincinnati played very well in the first half. Uh, second half, uh, Georgia's defense just locked them up. They could not get anything going for Cincinnati. Um, I will say. Uh, yeah. Uh, Georgia's kicker made a great kick to take the lead, and then there's like three seconds for Cincinnati, and they got a safe. Georgia got a safety sack. they uh rid there in the end zone, but um, I will say Cincinnati. They played them tough. They played one of the blue bloods in the SEC tough. Uh, Cincinnati, I think they probably could have hung with Al. I don't know if I Alabama maybe, probably not, but I think if Cincinnati wins this game, they made a great case for why they should have been in the playoff, and I think they still did. You know, they their offense is not existing in the second half. I think they did good. I think the Cincinnati will be a top 10 team again next year. Um, maybe next year, if maybe they can expand it, they might have a chance to make the playoff. Maybe if Cincinnati plays, if, if everyone plays like a regular season, then Cincinnati might have a chance. But yeah, some uh, Cincinnati had a good season overall. Though in the Citrus Bowl, number fourteen Northwestern beats Auburn thirty-five to nineteen. Uh, Auburn quarterback Bo Nix, he just did not look right at all. Um, there are some reports that he's like been dealing with some injuries, but he did not seem right. He didn't seem healthy. He like could barely run out of the pocket. He it seemed like something he was hurt or there was something that was bothering. But Northwestern had a good season. Um, came up short in the Big Ten title game. But you know, got a good bowl win against Auburn, and the Gator Bowl, Kentucky beats number twenty three NC State twenty three to twenty one, uh, and the Outback Bowl, uh, Ole Miss beats number eleven Indiana twenty six to twenty. Uh, I just want to say that for how pe- good people are saying Indiana is, they lost to a, uh, they Ole Miss was four and five going to the game, but now they're five and five. Obviously, they lost to an Ole Miss team that you know, they have Lane Kiffin, but they're not they're not that great overall um i know indiana's michael panics towards acl but whatever um People claim that they're still good. Um, even on Twitter, I was seeing from, like, Indiana's Barstool Sports saying that they were talking trash. Basically, I'm just bringing up Indiana Coastal Carolina because as an Iowa State fan, they are talking trash about how Iowa State didn't deserve to uh, belong where they were, and that just proves that Um, they're basically saying that Indiana Coastal should be ahead of Iowa State, even though Iowa State proved through this bowl season that they should be ahead of them because they lost to a Liberty team and uh, Ole Miss team. That wasn't that great, but whatever. Yeah, next we'll wait till next season where everyone has a full season that we can actually compare. But then, leading to the Iowa State in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, number ten Iowa State destroys twenty-five Oregon, thirty-four to seventeen. Um, Iowa State absolutely dominated this game. They had like I want to say they like their time of possession was like thirty minutes. It was crazy. They like averaged their like first two drives of the game were like eight and seven minutes. Was, each team only had one possession in the first quarter. It was just a crazy game. Um, Iowa State look dominant. They have some players coming back that have chosen to come back with their extra year of eligibility. So they'll be they'll be top ten team next year. Um they'll they'll probably be in the Big Twelve Championship game next year. Uh they're probably a clear number two uh team in the big twelve with Texas being three and Oklahoma being one. But I could honestly put Oklahoma at one and put Iowa State as a one A type of thing but that's just me. But I would say they'll be preseason top 10 next year, which probably is, has never happened in school history. And they'll be just as good as they were this year, if not better next year. And the Orange Bowl, number five, Texas A&M, beats number 13, North Carolina, 41-27. to 27. I will say I was very impressed with how Texas A&M played against North Carolina. Um, I also think Texas A&M should have been in the playoff before uh, instead of Notre Dame because Notre Dame got absolutely destroyed. Um but that's just me. I think Texas A and M. They're they're a very good team. We'll see if Colin, Kellen Kellen He's a senior. We'll see if he comes back. But I'm going to assume he probably going to enter the draft because he wants to get out of his life and start making some money playing football. But you know, Sam Howell, North Carolina. Um, they played him tough. Uh, I will say Texas A and M scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter that uh, had base that just put him away. Uh. St. them running backs were really good. North Carolina's running backs were good. But St. A.M. was just a little bit better than they out North Carolina with uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter to take the dub. Uh, okay, now we're done with all that bowl games, but we're going to go on to the semifinals um, for the playoffs. Um, I will say I knew Alabama and Notre Dame, the game was not going to be as, as close and interesting, but I was actually sh- it was actually opposite of Ohio State and Clemson was not that interesting either. Uh but yeah, I'll get into it. So the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Notre Dame. Alabama beat number four Notre Dame, thirty one to fourteen. beaten by seventeen. I will say Notre Dame did cover. Uh, I think the line was eighteen and a half and uh they covered by a point and a half. So congrats to Notre Dame. Woo but I will say um we gotta stop putting Notre Dame in the playoff because every time they keep getting this dist- I know they lost by seventeen, but that's still my is a blowout because they lost like thirty to three to Clemson in twenty eighteen. I want to say we have to putting them in the playoff. Like God, they it just I don't want to watch them. It's a brutal. Like I know the re, the only way Notre Dame was gonna win is if they scored a to They had to score touchdowns on every single. Day. Like I will say I will give credit to their defense. They only gave up thirty one points. To this amazing Alabama defense. But like, come Notre Dame. We gotta stop putting in the playoff, or we gotta expand it or something. Cause I I don't want to watch Notre Dame keep getting absolutely destroyed every time in their playoff, which is like pretty much every two years. But yeah, um, I will say Najee Harris touchdown run where he hurled the guy. That was probably the best play I've ever seen in my life. That was cool. Um, I wasn't expecting him to hurdle him, but he he hurled the dude like the dude was the Notre Dame defender is basically. Uh, standing up and he hurled him like that. It was like his vertical is amazing. Uh this is a great play. Um Najee finished I wanna say he finished fifth in Heisman voting. And Devontae Smith, wide receiver for Alabama, won the Heisman uh last night with the Heisman Trophy ceremony. He was the first one since Desmond Howard. I think that was in nineteen ninety one. I don't I don't I don't don't want wanna say that's right. I'll just fact check that. But um Devontae Smith he was the first one to win the Heisman, wide receiver to win the Heisman since Desmond Howard. Usually, it's and in the past, it's been uh running backs and uh quarterbacks primarily. Uh, Alabama's gotten like three Heisman Trophy winners in the last ten years. Or so, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I know, one I want to say one was Mark Ingram, one was Derrick Henry, and one was uh Devontae Smith. Yeah, him. Crazy, and I think I don't. I'm not, I don't think Jalen Hurts won the one at Alabama. I don't think two either. But, yeah, Alabama is just – they're playing really good right now. Uh, I know Nick Saban kind of got him on the late game because they weren't, like, uh, as precise as efficient as he wanted them to, which I expect. Nick Saban wants you to play the full 60 minutes physical and hard, and he wants everything to be perfect no matter what the score is. And, yeah, but that's pretty much for Alabama. They'll be playing in the, the championship game on January uh, – I want to say it's 11th through the 3rd, January 8th, I think. It's this Monday. I know that for sure at 8 Eastern. But yeah, we're going to the All State Sugar Bowl between number three, Ohio State, and number two, Clemson. Uh, before the game, I don't want to say before the game, the week leading up to this game, uh, Dabo Sweeney, the coach of Clemson, he, like, for the, his coaches', coaches poll uh, for the top 25 rankings, he put Ohio State at 11. Basically, he didn't play anyone who didn't play, like, more than nine, ten games in the top 10. No, take that back. He played – the only teams that he put in the top 10, in his top 10, were people that – teams that played 9 or 10 games. And he put Ohio State 11 because they played 6 games, but whatever. Um, But Ohio State won 49-28 to and beat them by 21. um, They absolutely destroyed this game. Justin Fields played the game of his life. I think he threw for five, I want to say, it's either five or six touchdowns, he took a shot by Skalski, which he got called out for targeting, which I don't think was targeting, I don't really know what else you want him to do in that spot, he didn't hit him in the head or neck area, he hit him right in the back with his helmet, but uh, I don't think that's targeting, Um, it could be leading at the crown, but I feel like targeting for me is like, if they hit leading up the crown to the like the head that is targeting for me, not hitting him into the back, but Justin field took a shot. He was in obvious pain. Um, even he looked like on the sideline he was he was like hurt to move or something. But I think Ohio State their deep ball was really good. Uh, Trace Sermon ran the ball, amazing, like a very effective. Uh, Trevor Lawrence he had three fumbles, he lost one of them, and he threw an interception. This was not his best game. I honestly think Ohio State just completely outcoached Dabble Sweeney and his staff. I, I feel like uh, Clemson's defensive coordinator just did not have an answer for Justin Fields in their deep ball. And just overall, I think Dabble Sweeney just got outcoached by Ryan Day, personally. Um, and last year, if you recall, Ohio State had the lead against Clemson last year, but Clemson came back, and Ryan Day had the score like on their TVs, and he basically made sure that well his team was ready and they were they just completely outmanaged and just destroyed this Clemson, this good Clemson team. But yeah. Uh just Ryan Dare, I think, just outcoached that Bo Sweeney personally. But now the in the playoff championship game, Ohio State will face number one Alabama. Right now, Alabama is favored by eight. Um, I honestly don't even not not even sure about this game yet. I feel like Alabama will win. I will say because Jalen Waddle, the other top Alabama's really good wide receiver, he like had some ankle injury, lower leg injury earlier in like October, but I would say he was out for the rest of the year. But he has been cleared to pull to practice and play in the cha- for the championship game. But we'll see how Saban if he even plays them at all. I don't know if they might not even need it with Devontae Smith and Najee Harris and Mac Jones doing the job. But if you have Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, two very explosive fast wide receivers, I will say Jalen Waddell might be limited to certain things, limitations with his ankle injury, but still he's a damn good really wide receiver. I will say if he plays oh I have to say no chance of winning, honestly. I just don't if Justin Fields plays like he did against Clemson then it will be close. But if Justin Fields played like he did in the Big Ten title game against Northwestern, they will get blown out by Alabama because Alabama's team is just too good with what their, their explosive weapons have. But I will say, Ohio State can't exploit Alabama's defense because Alabama's defense, I mean, they gave up a lot of yards to Notre Dame. Notre Dame had some good plays against them. Um, I, their Alabama's defense, their weakness is kind of their defense, but their defense is still good enough to get like, a uh, stop when they need one. But I will say, if you're going to pick a weakness, you got to go Alabama's defense, and then you got to find some way to uh, double-team Devontae Smith or something. Because if you, if you double-team Devontae Smith, then it's one less person to stop the run, so they're going to give to Najee Harris to run. So either you gotta play you gotta find a way to be effective one on one with Devontae Smith and then be able to uh, way a stop find a way to stop Najee Harris. But I think I think this will be a better game than if Alabama played Clemson. I don't know. I think Ohio State, they're gonna need to play as good as they did in the semifinal to even have a chance of winning, winning this championship game against Alabama. But I think overall Alabama will win this game and get it done. That's just my thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm not going to do a preview for this game because it's just one game, so I'm just going to go ahead and say my preview now. I think Alabama will will win this game. I think they'll win 45-38. I think they'll win 45-38. Alabama will win by a touchdown. That's me. So, yeah, uh, that's going to conclude this podcast episode. Um, since college football is basically over after Monday, I probably will do an NFL playoff episode. Uh, episodes leading up to the Super Bowl. I think that'll be fun, and then basically once that's done, we're here for MLB baseball. Baseball is gonna be back. Let's see their report like next month. I think February, and yeah, well, I will have an episode about like all the off season like trades and whatever, like the Darvish trade. I know that's kind of late, very late for like hot stove, but basically the free agent. And it's really slow right now for free agency, so it's nothing's really gonna happen. I'll wait maybe a couple weeks till after shoot. Not really. Wait a couple weeks to come out with that. But, yeah, uh, I probably will do an NFL playoff episode series, little series. And once that's done, MLB series to get ready for the MLB season coming up. And that's going to conclude this week's episode. I just want to thank you guys for listening and have a great week.